they bought it on themselves. That sounds good, didn't it? Let me change that subject. You brought it on yourself. That didn't sound so good, did it? That wasn't as, as receptive as, as they. That's the way it is when it's always the other person and not you. Those words or those incidents are easily to be received and accepted. But when it's you, it's a different situation. We don't want to hear it. Lock the door. You're going to hear it this morning. You bought it on yourself. I say 99% of the people that are here this morning, excluding the young children that do not really have an understanding of life, know right from wrong. You, that's the way it is. That's the way we were raised. We, we know right from wrong because right and wrong is constantly being Enforced. Am I right? It's wrong to run, run a red light. Right? It's wrong to drive without a license. It's wrong to disrespect your elders. It's wrong. So we were taught from the early age of life the difference between right and wrong. We was taught to go to school. Am I right? We, we, you know, our parents told us we shouldn't smoke cigarettes because cigarettes can hurt us in different ways. Am I right? Not only that, I got slapped in the mouth once at school because my mama said I was lying. She didn't ask me a bunch of questions. She just hit me and said, you just lying. So we were taught not to lie. Young ladies, when y'all was growing up, and this is old school, mama or grandmother may have said to you, you need to leave that managed boy alone. Y'all know about that? You need to leave that managed boy alone. Now, when you get home, explain that to your children, what managed means. Not only that, young man, we was told you need to leave that womanish girl alone. Am I right? We were told, do not, do not do drugs. Leave drugs alone. Don't smoke that stuff. Don't drink that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And the thing about it, the instructions that were given to us were clear. They were clear and they were precise. In other words, they were straight to the point. That's one thing about people of old. They didn't play around. They didn't care too much about your feelings. They told you the way it was. Am I right about it? And, and the thing about it, when they told you what not to do and what to do, they also gave you reasons why. They didn't just say do it. They gave you an explanation why you should not be doing it. In other words, if you do this, A, B, C, D, E, and F is going to what? Happen. Can y'all say that some of the things they said was true as you look back over your life? Am I right about it? Can, yeah, yeah. See, But see, the thing about it, just like 
the people here in this text, we also at one time, we did not listen. We continuously or we insisted on doing it what? Our own way. Am I right about it? We didn't listen. So today, as you sit here and listen, you may be in a situation, but that situation, if you are for real about it, if you come to grips with it, it's your fault. You bought it on yourself. Nobody else contributed to that. You are the main factor to the situation that you are currently in. Nobody, nobody put you in that situation. You knew what you was doing before you did it. You knew the consequences of it before you did it. So you are where you are because of what you did. It's not like it was something new to you or Greek to you. You knew about it before it happened. Not only did you know about it, but you knew the consequences. Y'all don't hear me? You bought it on yourself. If you look at Exodus 34, verse 10 through 15, God gives his folks clear and precise instructions on what to do. But they didn't listen. And as the result of them not listening, they bought it on themselves. Why come the children, uh, so many of God's children didn't cross over into the promised land because they didn't listen? They, they didn't listen. They, they, that's why they didn't cross over. Why come we're in situations that we're in now? It's because you're not listening. You're not listening. You got your mind already made up. I'm going to do it my way and not God's way. And what happens? Your way always ends up in disasters, turmoil, trials. Am I right about it? Amen. Now, let me say, everybody in penitentiary is not guilty. But there are a lot of them there that are guilty. Am I right about it? We brought it on ourselves. Let's look at this. Look at verse 1, please. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And for seven years, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Y'all see that? Now, I told you earlier, there are results of you not listening. There are results. We saw in verse 10, God told them exactly what to do. In Exodus, he told them what not to do. And the same thing that he told those folks back then still stand and have reverence today. Am I right about it? They didn't listen. They wanted to do it their way. And as a result of them not listening, and it says for seven years. Seven years may not seem like a long time to you, but it's a long time to me to be oppressed and depressed. And for seven years, because these people did not listen, he allowed the Midianites to have rule over their lives. You with me? Yeah, yeah. You've been going through something for a long time. You've been experiencing. You, you, you seem like you just can't have a breakthrough in life. Seem like every, every day of your life is just heartaches and pain. Well, 
It could be that you're not listening. You're, you're still insisting on doing it your way and not God's way. And the thing about it, you want to get mad with God. God, why you allow this to happen to me? Why you allow this to happen to me? Why you allow me to keep on going through what I'm going through? Well, the reason is because you don't want to listen. You don't like what you're going through? Start listening, and not only listening, but obeying. It's not your mama's fault. It's not your daddy's fault. It's not the government's fault. It's your fault. You bought it on your own. It's your fault you're in the situation that you're in. You didn't listen. For seven years, these people, these Midianites oppressed them. And look at verse 2, and it says, Because of the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain cliffs, caves, and strongholds. Things were so hard for them. These folks was causing so much havoc in their lives. They had to hide out to be productive. They had to hide out in mountains and caves in order to get things done. Mm. I hope the word is speaking to your heart. That's why it's so quiet. If it is, we had a good day today. Am I right about that? These Midianites, see, these Midianites were enemies of the Israelites way, way back down. As a matter of fact, the, the Midianites start off as one of the sons of Abraham. Am I right about it? These Midianites, they, they practiced sexual morality as part of the ritual of their doctrines and also their religion. Yeah, yeah, that's what they believed in. That is what they believe in. And the thing about it, they got some of God's people involved in some of those rituals. Am I right about it? They wasn't doing what they were doing all by themselves. There was some of God's people up in the house. Y'all hear me? Yeah, everybody in the crack house ain't unsaved. Yeah. Everybody that goes to the HOE house ain't unsaved. Y'all don't hear me, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody sleeping around with Mr. JoJo's, y'all don't hear me? Ain't unsaved. In other words, there's God's people involved in a whole lot of stuff that they shouldn't be involved in. Am I right about it? And as a result of that, as a result of them not listening, it brought God's judgment upon his people. Thank God for his judgment. Again, they brought it on themselves. Look at verse 3 through 5 for a minute. Whenever the Israelites planted their crop, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and other eastern people invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count them or their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. 
Y'all see that? Just imagine. You go to the store because you don't have any groceries. You're hungry. Your kid's hungry. And on your way back from the store, this group come up on you and rob you and take everything you have. Just, just think how that would be. Just think. You couldn't even go to work because this group was going to jump on you, beat you up, tie you up, misuse and abuse you. Just think about that. That's what they were going through, the Israelites. When they would plant crops, food for their families, these Midianites and these Amalekites would come down upon them and destroy their food. Their nourishment source. The animals, they would kill them just for the fun of it. Just think. If you want a modern day example, think about Puerto Rico. What those people over there are experiencing. No drinking water. No food. No electricity. Just think about it. They can't go to the refrigerator and get cold water. They can't put a steak on the grill. Y'all hear me? There's no smell of fried chicken in the house. No bread in the covenant. Not even a jar of peanut butter and jelly. That's what these folks were going through. Because they would not listen. Yeah, you're broke. You're disgusted. You're frustrated. You're aggravated. You're oppressed, depressed. Every day it looks like a cloud is hanging lower and lower in your life. No happiness, no joy, no peace. So much frustration and aggravation. Nerves up. Yeah, your heart rate beating at a rapid pace. Your blood pressure pill don't do you any good no more. Y'all don't hear me? So much, so much, so much. And the reason is it's simple. Because they would not listen. They brought it on them. Verse 6, Midian so impoverished, impoverished the Israelites that they cried out <laughs> to the Lord for help. Several years ago, my son-in-law, he went to Africa with this religious organization. And when he came back, him and I were discussing his trip and the results of his trip. And he was saying that where they were staying was like a village encamped by a high wall. And he said for miles upon miles, people would come just to be prayer, be prayed for, and to allow them to lay their hands upon them. He said there were so many people coming till it got to a point at a certain time they had to close the gate. That's how many people were coming. And that conversation continued in the presence of my brother-in-law, Reverend Moore, and we talked about it, the three of us, and my brother-in-law said, you know, the reason is because 
those miracles were happening because my son-in-law said there was a, a lady that came in and she was on a cane bent over. And he said when they laid their hands and prayed for her, when she left, she was walking straight up. And my brother-in-law said the reason God's miracle probably is being shown there as it was, was because it's there where the people really need to see God. And the reason is because those people there really didn't have a visual or complete understanding who God was or who he is. And yesterday as I was in a workshop, that came back to my mind. And I was looking at people specifically in Puerto Rico and people here in America. And I was saying, now, why come? These folks are Africa, Puerto Rico, these countries that are not developed as America so eagerly and so willingly and so uh, uh, want God's presence in their lives. And it was simple. It's simple. The reason is because people really start starts to seek God when they have hit rock bottom. The United States is a blessed country. We throw away more food than people in other parts of this world have to eat. Am I right about it? it we're blessed. We're blessed. And, and matter of fact, if you do your research when the, uh, uh, the kingdoms were divided, the southern kingdom compared to the northern kingdom, the northern kingdom was destroyed and was never rebuilt. In the northern kingdom, my understanding is that the reason why the punishment and the judgment was so severe was because of them being prosperous and not really appreciating that. And that's the way we are today. When God is blessing us with, with what all we need and sometimes with what we all want, we forget about God. But, you know, God always have a plan, and this plan has been effected throughout the years. You got it. I gave it to you. You forgot about me. I'm going to take it away from you. Am I right about it? it, it it's simple. And, and, and when he take that away from us, when he allow us to see who he really is and what he's all about, and that is he who has the power and control all things, at that point in our life, we started reaching out to him, raising our holy hands, singing Zion songs, praying till we can't pray no more. Am I right about it? That's why I say thank God for his chastisement. Because without his chastisement, no telling how far astray we would go. Yes. He brings us back. Am I right about it? So it says here that the people, they, they cried out to the Lord because they had hit rock bottom. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't get any help from anywhere else. FEMA, FEMA couldn't save them. The Red Cross couldn't save them. The United States Army couldn't save them. They were at a point in their lives till they had to reflect back on when they was in a situation similar to that. And no one could help them but God. 
Nobody but God. Y'all don't hear me? Look at verse 7. When the Israelites cried out, I'm not talking about going through motions. I'm talking about really letting it all hang out. Have y'all ever been there? I mean, you really cried out. You didn't, you didn't care who saw you. You, you, you wasn't a, 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 a Pacific uh, English teacher for Sana. In other words, you didn't care about verbs and nouns and adjectives and periods and question marks. You didn't care about that. The only thing you cared about, you wanted some help. Lord, help me. Help me. Verse 7, when the Israelite cried out to the Lord because of Midian. When I read verse 8, that showed me a lot of grace and mercy. Y'all want to see grace and mercy, look at verse 8. He sent them a prophet who said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel said. I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you from the hands of the Egyptians, and I delivered you from the hands of all your oppressors. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened. Look what happened in verse 11. It says that an angel of the Lord came and sat down. Y'all see that? In other words, yeah, we can be on one accord when we say that these Israelites, they didn't deserve the blessing that God had gave them. Am I right about it? In other words, we can all agree that the Israelites messed up. Can we agree in our lives that we not always do what God tells us to do? Am I right about it? Even after God has delivered you from the hands of the enemies over and over and over. But we also seen God being true to his word. When God said that he would never leave you, nor would he forsake you. You know what? When I look back on my life, I I'm here not because of who I am. I'm here because of who God is. Am I right about it? Yeah, Lord. Paul says, I'm not where I used to be. I'm not where I want to be. But I am constantly striving for to be all that God would have me to be. Am I right about it? I'm glad that God didn't give up on me. I'm glad for God chastisement because the Bible says that God chastised those that he loved. Am I right about it? I'm glad that God allowed the rain to fall in my life sometimes because I have come to realize without the rain, I wouldn't appreciate the sunshine. 
Am I right about it? Yeah, Lord. Isn't God good? Is he good all the time? Yeah, I'm glad that he's true to his word, even when I wasn't true to my word. Am I right about it? You know what? Not only us, but some of God's great people also had some issues. Am I right about it? Moses was one of, one of God's greatest leaders. Am I right about it? Matter of fact, I think he was the only one that was able to have a face-to-face conversation with God. But even with that, Moses still had his shortcomings. Because I remember God told Moses to speak to the rock. Am I right about it? But Moses was angry. And I can understand where Moses was coming from. Because sometimes people can drive you to that point. Am I right about it? But instead of speaking to the rock, Moses struck the rock. Am I right about it? And God said, Moses, well, not so much in these words, but I'm just illustrating and paraphrasing. He said, Moses, why did you do what you did in the front of all these folks that's watching? You cannot put my name to shame. Am I right about it? He said, Moses, because you did not listen, you will not go over into the promised land. But Moses, I want to tell you, son, I still love you despite of what you did. And as a result of that, you're not going over. But Moses, because I love you, I'm going to let you see the promised land. Am I right about it? I'm glad that God never gave up on Pastor Hatcher. I'm glad in some of my tough situations, I know I couldn't escape without God on my side. I come by to tell you today, you are not here because of who you are or who you know. It's because of God. It's because of God and God alone. Am I right about it? The same man that spoke and the sea divided, the same man that brought bread from heaven, the same man that brought meat from heaven, Y'all don't hear me? That same man can do the same today. If you want God to step in, just let him come on in. Start doing what God has told you to do. Am I right about it? If you sup with him, he will sup with you. In other words, if you spend time with him, he will spend time. With you. Are y'all going to pray with me? I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that God is real. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. On my way from Fort Lauderdale. When they closed that plane door, when they closed that door, no getting on and no getting off. Am I right about it? And one thing I didn't forget, I said, Lord, I'm in your hand. I'm in your hand. I'm in your hand. Let your will be done. Am I right about it? 
Yeah, Lord, that old plane at one time started rocking and rolling, but I kept repeating to myself, I'm in God's hand, and in God's hand, he got all power. Am I right about it? In other words, yeah, the pilot is an instrument that controls the plane, but the God I serve controls the pilot, controls the plane, controls the weather. Am I right about it? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. He got all power. All power. All power. All power in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't he all right? Isn't he all right? He's all right. Oh, he's all right. Yeah. He's all. He's all. He's all right. He's all right. Isn't he all right? Isn't he? Isn't he? Isn't he? Isn't he? He's all right. Yeah, I'm trying to cut this thing off, but sometimes I just can't help myself. You don't know my story, and I don't know yours, but I come by to tell you, I know God, and God know me. Yeah, he's all right. He is all right. Yeah. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listen to God. Not only listen, but do his will. Do his will, people. If you really want to change in your life, do what God has told us to do. Now, I'm not saying that you will not be exempt from trials. But the thing is, when we're in God's will, he's going to take care of all that other stuff. He's going to handle it.